glad to see you in the house of our God today. What an honor. I got to give you fair warning this morning as we move into um, the word. I feel like preaching. I mean, I woke up this morning feeling churchy, churchy. You understand what I'm saying? I just, like, for some of y'all, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Let me, let me get a little country on you. I feel like shucking the corn. I feel like, feel like letting this dog off the leash and letting that thing hunt for a minute. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Some of y'all don't know what country church is, so let me just go to the hood. I feel like preaching. Yeah, I'm talking about giving me the B3. You understand what? Okay. Don't. Don't do it. We're starting a new series today entitled The Night Shift. The Night Shift. And um, I'm so glad to see you in the house of the Lord. Those of you that are here, our online viewers, radio broadcast. I'm so thankful for the opportunity, the podcast, just the different streams of opportunity to go into all the world. We're so thankful for. You know, there are some churches that had to shut down before because of COVID. And there are some churches that needed to shut down so God allowed COVID. Come on, he'll build his church. And I don't want him to build America's church. I want him to build his church. And it's because of that. We went through two years of, of COVID trying to navigate that there was no book for, just following the leading of the Spirit. And because of that, God set us up. And before this week is over, with hundreds of thousands of people will be connected to this house and this ministry. When we were praying a minute ago for 108 nations, that's not some random number. That's the analytics that come in literally. Ukraine it will be watching today. Russia will be watching. I, I know we don't talk about the war no more. Come on, but they, they're, they're a part of this and what God is doing here, and I'm so thankful. And one of the reasons why we're able to do that is because of your stewardship. I don't talk a whole lot about money because I just believe that if you're giving God everything, then that includes that. So for those of you that are tithers and givers, those of you that give your or you give your tithes and you also give in your offerings, to God be the glory for that, that's called stewardship, not generosity. So much is given. Much is required. So thank you for that. How many cheerful givers are in the room this morning? Yeah. Amen. Next Sunday is a very, very significant Sunday. Next Sunday, is, we're receiving, we're, we're giving our offering, our For His House offering. And um, we're just believing God over the next seven years, $2.5 million is going to come in. Um, we had great, I don't talk a whole lot about it, we had a great meetings with the general contractors and everything, even this week, and just what's going to happen here. And once, listen to me, I, I, every, like, I've asked God to send hurricanes to knock trees over. I mean, I've asked God to send tornadoes just in this location over there, and that, just to knock some trees. It just makes me feel better when I see movement. I thought about getting some chainsaws out myself, but the last time I did that, we got fined. Um, and so, this, it, but it's happening. Once, once it starts happening, it's going to get real quick, real fast around here, and I'm so grateful. Listen, we have a schedule, but God has his, and we're just going to trust him with his timing, with what he's doing. Um, but they assured me that, well, I'm not going to tell you, but they assured me, they gave me, it gave me hope. So in light of that, we're, we're, we're this, this coming Sunday, except uh, the summer, what is this, Labor Day? 
I was at a football game all night last night. I'm so daggum tired. It's hard for me to get my mind, but I'm going to be anointed here in a minute. <clears throat> and so uh, we were 2.5 million over seven years, and we're just believing God to raise that through the people. When he built the tabernacle, he did not drop jewels and cloth from heaven. He dropped manna, food from heaven. And everything that he required of his house, he already put in the hands of his people. And so we're just asking for the spirit of generosity to sit on those in this room, those are listening, those are watching that are apart. Next Sunday, we're going to receive an offering. Already we've had over $200,000, right at $200,000 being pledged for next Sunday's offering. And so we thank God for that. It's just going to happen over and over again. <clears throat> so next Sunday, I want to encourage you to be a part of that. As a reminder, next Sunday is also Labor Day weekend, and we always we do because we're three services on a Sunday. We're actually going to back off next Sunday to just two services, the save service. And then the 8.30 service, too. See, y'all didn't know where I was going with that. Uh -huh. The 8.30 and 10 o'clock next Sunday, there'll be no 11.30 service next Sunday just for us to give some time for everybody to breathe. Amen? <clears throat> Grab your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Acts. The book of Acts. I'm going to start this series with one of the most familiar passages of scriptures as it relates to things that God did in the midnight hour. I've subtitled this message this morning, It Started With Me. It Started With Me. Anyone who has gone through a workplace, a work season where you had first shift or second shift or third shift, most often they will tell you that the hardest shift to get your rhythm to is the third shift. It's hard, especially if your shift fluctuates and you don't, <clears throat> you don't get to live in third shift all the time, but maybe for this month you're in first shift and then for another month you're in second shift and then for another month you're in third shift. It is so difficult because most of the time in the third shift you're up while other people are sleeping. You're operating and functioning when everybody else is able to rest. And when everybody else is operating and functioning, it seems like your schedule is off and you're having to rest when everybody else seems to be working and you're having to work when everybody else seems to be resting. In the third shift, in the night shift, you're clocking in when everybody else is already clocking out. It's like your day has started when everybody else is looking like their day is ending. It's in the third shift, it's in the night shift, where everybody else is already home and they're sitting with their family, but here you are driving to your place of duty, driving to your place of work, and you're having to give maximum effort when it looks like everybody else that you can think about is laying around not doing anything. It's in the night shift where it feels like sometimes all the only other people that's out operating are the crazies. While everybody else you like being around is resting while you're working, here you are out and about, and, and the only people you're passing on the road are the ones that you're wondering how much inebriation they've had to be in that hour. It's because it's lonely in the third shift. It's lonely in the night shift. There are situations that happen in the night shift, and the only people you really feel like you can come into contact with are people that are crazier than you. And listen, while it's daytime, you're sleepy, and while it's nighttime, you have to be fully engaged. 
So you even in the daytime, you'll go to your house and you'll black out the curtains during the morning and during the first shift and the second shift because you're trying to rest because you've worked and toiled all night long. Listen, I want you to understand that God will bring us into dark seasons and uneasy seasons because he wants to expose to you where you really are in his process. He'll bring you to the dark time. He'll bring you to the night shift. He'll bring you to the uneasy place because he wants to expose to you. See, he already knows where you are. He already knows what your mind really is thinking. He already knows the petitions of your heart and how far along in the process you are. But most often, we believe we're further than we really are. So God will move us to the night shift, to a dark time, to a lonely time, surrounded by a bunch of crazy people and crazy things to expose to you where you really are in in spite of what you pretend to be even on a Sunday morning. See, the good news is he doesn't always wait till the daytime to do all his work. I need you to understand today that most often miracles happen on the night shift. Uh, Miracles will take place on the night shift. And I don't know how you feel, but I wanted to start with me. It's been unbelievable to me over the last two and a half weeks. I no longer can sleep until about two or three o'clock in the morning. It's about 11 o'clock at night that I get my second win. I I start getting excited. So it's been amazing to me for the last two, two and a half weeks. I'm up at midnight and I'm walking four and five miles. And I finally got mad at God because I'm trying to to lay down and sleep in heavenly peace. Come on, Psalm 4 and 8, he maketh me to lie down and sleep in peace in the name of Jesus. But I can't sleep yet. I'm wired. I'm amped. I've got to get going. And so I go for four and a half, five miles in the middle of the night. And I I just asked the Lord. M was gone for a few days. And I asked the Lord on Thursday night. I said, God, why are you doing this to me? He said, son, if you're going to allow me to have a night shift in your people, you got to know what the night shift feels like. So I want you to walk with me. I want you to worship with me. I want to have a conversation with you because I need to talk to you and most often if you're going to preach about a night shift you're going to have to experience one y'all don't hear what I'm saying so I want to start this series today I want to start this series today that's going to last for a few weeks as long as the Lord would tarry I want to start this with the most familiar night shift moment night shift encounter that we find in the book of Acts chapter 16 Acts chapter 16 for those of you that's been in church for a minute this is the story of Paul and Silas Paul and Silas, Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas were a very powerful duo. Uh-huh. They, were, they were a powerful uh, couple that, uh, of men, and, and they operated and they functioned in great anointing and great power. There was this girl who was just all kinds of crazy. She was demon-possessed, and she was fortune-telling, and, and there were all kinds of stuff that was happening in the city because of her fortune-telling to the point to where she was enslaved by people, and she, they would send her to make money to tell fortunes. She came behind Paul and Silas, and over and over again, every time they would function and operate in their gifting, function and operate in their anointing. She would look at everybody in the crowd go, oh, they're anointed. Oh, they're called of God. She became their cheerleader. But listen to me. She wasn't a cheerleader because God was revealing it. She was a cheerleader because the enemy wanted to distract them with the applause of the demon-possessed girl. What I'm saying to you is you got to be careful who's cheering for you. Because everybody cheering for you ain't from the Lord. And even if you're doing the Lord, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Even if you're doing the Lord's work and they over there going rah, rah, read, kick them in the knee, it may not be exactly coming from the Lord. 
So she's walking behind them, and she's talking about, oh, these are men of God. Oh, God's doing incredible things in their ministry. Oh, God's doing some significant things in their life. And Paul and Silas got sick of the distraction that the enemy brought for cheering. Let me pause here to tell you one of the reasons why God will bring cheerleaders, uh, the enemy will bring cheerleaders into your life is so that you'll be distracted thinking that you're bigger than you really are. So they get sick of it. So they turn around and they cast the devil out. Huh. This is the New Testament. I know we don't have demon possession things situation here. I know we have prescriptions now for that. I know, oh God, I know we have every test that we can do, but there are some, y'all don't see what I'm saying. There are some things that are clinical and there are some things that are spiritual. There are some things that you can get a diagnosis and there are some things that's just a flat out devil. New Testament. Comes in and casts the devil out of this girl. The entire city. We're around verse 20 now. The entire city gets angry at Paul and Silas. The men who owned this girl, who had enslaved this girl, became angry because now they've messed with their money. So he dragged, they dragged them to the magistrate and they come to the, before the court and they say this issue after this issue and this situation after this. Instead of celebrating the deliverance of this girl, they wanted to imprison the men of God for functioning in godly authority. Her owners were irate because she was free, so they sought to destroy them because she was free. Even the culture preferred her to be bound. You didn't hear what I said. Even the culture wanted her to remain possessed. Even the, the culture didn't want her to walk in freedom. Even the, it, never mind her owners, even the culture is now screaming about the fact that this little girl is now free from the demonic possession on the inside of her. And so what they did is they took Paul and they took Silas and they beat them and they threw them in prison. And they, come here, come here Vince, come, come help me. They, they beat them and they, they threw them in prison and they scourged them. And the Bible says that because they became so angry that they literally started ripping their clothes. They started tearing their own garments because they, they were so mad, they were so frustrated that they became so violent that they began to tear their clothes because they needed justice for themselves and their money by providing injustice to this little girl. Be careful when your justice is only found in the injustices of others. Huh. The multitude rode against them and, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and they commanded them to be beaten with rods. And the Bible says that after they had been beaten with many stripes, okay, so they didn't just like get smacked on their bottom. They didn't just get smacked on their bottom. They got, they got beat, y'all. Like a mama who's had enough. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Like, like, a, mama, like a mama who's... Uh, just sit down for a minute. We're going to be here. Just, just sit down for a minute. Let me help you. Just uh, get your back up off the wall. <laughs> Come on. 
They beat them and with many stripes, and they threw them into pr prison, commanding the jailer. Now, you're going to have to help me. <laughs> Thrown into prison. But not just prison. Not, uh, some of y'all won't get this. Not just jail. But they threw him into prison. And they fastened their feet in stocks. They chained them up. They were sentenced. They were beaten. They were bound. They were locked up. They were guarded. It was a dark time. It was not an easy time. All they did was deliver this little girl. And now here's the consequence of functioning in kingdom authority. They're sentenced. They're beaten. They're bound. They're locked up. And now they're guarded. And things have gotten really, really, really dark. But I need you to hear me this morning. What you do in the dark determines how long you'll stay in the dark. The question you've got to answer today is what you do in the dark times, in the uneasy times, in the broken times, in the imprisoned, incarcerated times, in the wrongfully accused times. If you're going to have to go through the dark time, what you do in the dark times most often would determine how long the dark times remain. The Bible says in verse 25, and at midnight. Huh. That word midnight is two words, middle and night. They're on the night shift at the middle of the night. What do you do in your dark midnight? Do you sin at midnight? Do you pout at your midnight? Do you stress at your midnight? Are you depressed in your midnight hour? Do you feel an overwhelming sense of hopelessness in your midnight hour? The Bible says in their dark hour, in their dark season, in their night shift, the Bible says that Paul and Silas began to pray and sing praises to God. If you're going to have to go through a dark time, you might as well go through with a praise. If you're going to have to go through a lonely season, you might as well go through it with a prayer. You can go through it with a pout if you want to, but the pout doesn't change how long the season is. 
the Bible says that we find Paul and Silas. They were praying and they were praising. They were praying and they were praising. Y'all don't understand. They were, they were bleeding, but they were still praying. They were wounded, but they were still praising. They were broken and they were still praising. They were bound, but they were still praying. They were incarcerated, but they were still praising. Oh my God, have mercy. You understand today, they had their hands locked up. They had their feet locked up. They had their ribs locked up, but they didn't have their mouth locked up. You gotta understand, you should have cut my tongue off if you really wanted me to stay in this midnight hour. You, you should have cut my tongue out, but you, you bound my feet, you bound my hands, you might have even broke my ribs, you blooded my eyes, but you still left a tongue on the inside of me. Therefore, I will bless the Lord at all times. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I bless, bless the Lord at my beating time. I bless the Lord at my bondage time. I bless the Lord. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. At all, his praise shall can, even if my praise can't be in my hands, even if that praise can't be in my feet, his praise shall continually, 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 continually be in my mind. Somebody who's got a praise or a prayer, give it to him in this room this morning. Yeah. Uh -uh. Yeah. They bound the hands, they bound the feet, they punched the face, they broken the body, but they should have cut out their tongues if they wanted something not to shift. For the fact is, I'm in the night, but something is about to shift, and it's going to start with me. It's starting with me. It's starting with the praise and the prayer on the inside of me. My, listen, my praise is not contingent upon sunlight. My prayer is not contingent, upon, but even in the midnight hour, he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's, is he worthy this morning? He said, Midnight. Just to know you are sent by Christ. So Jesus, huh. Jesus, how I trust how I prove you more and more. Oh, Jesus, mm. oh, for to trust you more. <laughs> victory is mine. Wow. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. <laughs> I told Satan. Get thee behind, victory today is mine. If you know it, help me say, victory is mine. Help me say, victory.
Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told, I told Satan, get thee, get thee behind. Cause we'll wear a crown. Yeah. We'll wear a crown. We'll wear a bright and shining crown. When this battle's over, we shall wear a crown in that new Jerusalem. And I feel Jesus. I feel Jesus. I feel Jesus. He's in this place. Yes, my soul does burns within me. Yeah. I feel Jesus. He's in this place. When we've been there ten thousand years bright shining as the sun we've no less days than to sing God's praise than when (laughs) we first Begun. Why don't we lift our voice and say, Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise Can you praise him even in the dark times? Yeah. Yeah. 
Can you worship even in the dark times? Can you give him glory even in the bound times? Can you honor the name of the Lord even in the beaten times? Even in the abandoned time? In the, even in the broken times? I don't know how they did it, but somehow, some way, in some situation, they figured out a way to bless him in spite of what they were in. They found a way to bless him even in the broken time. They found a way to praise him. They prayed and they praised. And when they got tired of praising, they started praying. And when they got tired of praying, they started praising. And when they got tired of praising, they started praying. And I don't know how you feel this morning, but the Bible says that when they were in that situation, they were in the middle of that night shift. The Bible says they came an earthquake, that God invaded that place. I need you to understand, he doesn't just show up in the church. He doesn't just show up in the war room, but he'll show up in a place where people are praising. He'll show up in a place where people will pray. If people will pray, and people will praise. It doesn't matter the chain. It doesn't matter the prison wall. It doesn't matter what it is that you're having to go through. He'll come in even in the night shift in the night shift in the night shift in the night shift oh God I feel like preaching now in the night shift in the lonely time in your dark place I'm telling you if you'll learn in that dark place to pray if you'll learn in that dark place to praise if you'll find a way to bless him even in spite of what you're going through oh God have mercy the Bible says that an earthquake came and it look at the text and it shook what did it shake it shook the foundation in other words God's presence didn't deal with the chain. It went to the foundation. He didn't deal with the door. He went to the foundation. He didn't deal with the walls. He dealt with the foundation because he knew if I'll get to the foundation, everything that can't be shaken will be shaken. Everything that can't be loose will be loose. And I'm here today to tell you, God's about to turn something around because he's going to the foundation. The foundation of that abuse, the foundation of that brokenness. Is there anybody grateful? I dare you to lift up a praise in this place. You must sing. Somebody give God praise in this place today. Late in the midnight hour, God's gonna turn it around. He's gonna work in your favor. Anybody know that? Late in the midnight hour, God's gonna turn it around. It's gonna work in your favor. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm telling you, late, late in the midnight, God's gonna turn it around. It's gonna work, it's gonna work in your favor. Come on and say,
you to see it it came suddenly it came suddenly hang on it came suddenly I need you to understand the court case didn't come suddenly it got drug out the conviction didn't happen suddenly it happened the slander the beatings the imprisonment and the abuse, it all came. And those things didn't happen in a suddenly. But on the night shift, God found somebody who was willing to pray in the dark time. He found some people that were willing to praise even when it didn't look like there was any way coming out. They may have even felt like this was the last night they would exist on this earth. But the Bible says, although the conviction didn't come suddenly, although the relief, the Bible says that the freedom of God came into that place and it happened suddenly. What I'm trying to tell somebody under the sound of my voice today is you may have been in this season for years. You may have been going through this thing for months. You may have even had to endure this thing for decades. But I hear the Lord saying right here in the night shift, right here in the dark time, that he's about to release us suddenly. Yeah. Uh, suddenly your child is free. Uh, suddenly your body is healed. Uh, suddenly you're about to walk in deliverance. If you're grateful that he's that kind of God, somebody lift up praise to the king this morning. Sip up your hands all over this room and just honor him right where you are. Just honor him right where you are. God turned it. God turned it. Will you praise him? still got your mouth you still got your mouth don't use it for pout God does not inhabit the pouts of his people don't use it for spewing problems he does not inhabit the problems of his people don't talk about all your pain he doesn't inhabit the pain of his people but God inhabits the praise his ear is inclined to the petitions of his sons and his daughters I wish you would just use your voice all over this room and just honor him. I just declare that he has shaken everything that can be shaken. He's shaken everything that can be shaken. So that what will remain will remain. Oh. He turned it around. He turned it. He turned it. He turned it. Somebody just tell the Lord. I just believe right here you're turning it.
Oh, he's turning it. He can turn your son around. He can turn your daughter around. He can turn your finances around. He can turn your relationship around. He can turn your mind around. He can turn your heart around. God, turn. I believe he's turning right where you are. I believe it. is for this morning but I feel a spirit of hopelessness in this house that you're looking at your change you're looking at your child's change I just feel the Holy Ghost in this you're looking at your situation going there is no way that this is going to turn around we are so far down this road there's no way this can turn around but I just about to leave this stage and I heard the Lord tell me to tell somebody in this room, even when you don't see it, He's working. Even when you don't feel it, He's working. He'll never stop. He'll never stop working. You better help me. He'll never stop. You'll never stop working. Oh, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop going. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Hey, you never stop, you never stop working. Oh, you never stop, you never stop going. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. Oh. You never stop. You never stop. You never stop. No. You never stop. You never stop working. Never stop. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. 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 You